Hi, and welcome to Conversation with a Chef. I'm Joe Ritty, and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. Today's chat is with Trevor Perkins at Hoggett Kitchen. Trevor is a passionate advocate for eating locally and sustainably. Local for Trevor is West Gippsland, where he cooks overlooking the vines at Hoggett Kitchen. On the day I visited, the countryside was shrouded in a smoky haze from nearby bushfires, a reminder of our footprint on this land that was so well managed and appreciated for thousands of years. It's good in times like these to talk to good people like Trevor, whose love for his region, the produce he works with, and for teaching and sharing his knowledge with others is inspiring. Trevor's connection to the land started in his childhood and is now woven into the food he puts up. After our chat, he took me for a tour of Hoggett Kitchen to check out the hanging charcuterie, native garden, the carcasses waiting to be butchered on site, and the huge bookshelf of cookbooks ranging from the La Rousse Gastronomique to Rowan Anderson. I want my house to look and feel like Hoggett Kitchen. It's a gem of a place. Hi Trevor, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. <laughs> good, thank you for your time today. No worries. As I'm yeah. looking out at your smoky... Um, Vineyards, it's um, yeah, difficult times for everyone. You, how close is it to you? Uh, it's still like it's towards East Gippsland, so it's uh, probably an hour and a, hour and a half, I reckon. So far. yeah, yeah, but yeah, they've copped it pretty hard down there. So yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting age. I think we're moving into. Do you think um, leaping right into not politics, but in terms of um, being a chef, does it change the way that you cook? Thinking about um, how we can work better with the environment and so on? Yeah, look, uh, I love cooking over over wood, so my kitchen kind of smells smoky all the time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, I think um, sustainable cooking, um, definitely working with um, farmers and produce and um, supporting regions and where you source your produce from, I think is really important for us. So, mm. yeah. yeah, and I beat you at um, Corner Inlet on a, an amazing day set up by Sasha Rust for yep. that. And, um, and I just found that day so exciting and I think you, you already had connections with the people as you said in Port Franklin but um, just seeing chefs speaking to the yeah. fishermen themselves was incredible for me because it, it sounds to me when I talk to chefs it's quite difficult to have that direct connection but you've managed yeah. to continue that. Yeah look, it, same, I, I, every time I see and kind of get the opportunity to share with um, hospitality and other chefs I think it's so good it brings back um, to actually the produce once again and talking to the, the farmers whether it's the fishermen or um, to you know my local farmers or where we source our produce from it does it, you have so much more value to the product actually so when you bring it back to the kitchen it's uh, you know you, you see it from you know where it comes from and how it's grown and then also to work with that product right to the serving and I think one thing we keep talking about is actually um, telling the story and, and in, informing, you know, telling our guests about where we get the produce from. And so they walk away or after experiencing the dining and have so much more value in the, actually what they've experienced here as well. So, mm. yeah. Why, why do we think it, because I think it's important as well, why is it so important to have that connection? Oh, look, as it, I've been in hospitality for a long time now, but it's, uh, as you're going throughout your career, I think, um, like, you learn how to cook, but it's also it's brought me back to actually the produce is such a valuable um, ingredient, like is in um, where we source it from. But 
uh, I, yeah, I definitely believe like cooking like with passion and what you do in the kitchen, I think is really important. And the produce actually helps drive that a lot. So um, you know, I've worked um, or seen lots of produce, you know, that has no value, you know, or you don't actually see, um, you know, like import, you know, stuff you can buy in a box. Since we've started here at Hoggett, we've, um, we've, we do our own butchery. We only buy in whole carcasses. We haven't actually dealt, you know, bought any boxed meat in since we started here. And same thing um, now, the connection with um, the corner inlet is actually getting fish straight from the boats to here. And you can actually see in the kitchen how it, um, how it actually has supported our menu, but also the culture of, yeah, kind of, a lot of people know us now for actually um, like a good representation of Gippsland, you know, so yeah, the produce is from a direct, you know, uh, from, from the farms and from locals. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think too, it changes, well, I, I imagine, and from having spoken to people like Alejandro at Pastuso and so on, who takes his chefs, brings yeah. his chefs to Gippsland so they can see, you know, where the vegetables are growing, that it perhaps gives um, the staff. Um, more of a respect for the for the produce, and you're yeah. maybe less likely to waste things and so on. That's what I imagine. <laughs> no, yeah, but you know, every time I kind of I take my chefs out of the kitchen all the time, you know, to to the farm, and it's and same like when you come back to the kitchen, you have so much more energy, and you know, like you've actually, um, you know, and same thing. It's that respect for the product, but it's also getting outside these kitchens and actually seeing where the produce comes from. And I think gives it, you know, that value that we're talking about. So yeah, yeah. yeah. and. I mean, we sort of saw it when we were down at Corner Inlet and um, Sasha talked about how important that space is in terms of, um, you know, the incredible handshake agreement the fishermen have with each other that, yeah. that they won't overfish. Um, is that what's... What did you get from going out? Because you're already a fisherman, but yeah. from going out in the boats with those guys? Look, it, I definitely like the way they farm. Um, same thing, when, when they um, do catch the fish, they sort it all by hand. It goes... And the respect they have for that produce, and um, you can tell um, when we get it here or when, when we're there for the day that uh, the quality of the produce, but also how they do fish is... Um, you can see it is sustainable. How, you know, just talking to them, you know, like... I can imagine them coming into our kitchen and kind of seeing us how we work. It's actually great Thank seeing. You. Thank you. Uh, it's great seeing, right. seeing how they work and and how they and yeah. It's like I love outdoors, so that was such a great experience for me. So, yeah. yeah. I had an experience as a really like obviously non chef, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but when I first came to Melbourne um, a few years ago, so in, I think it was about 2013 or 14, I went out to Dalesford and had this. Well, it's such a city girl experience, but um, there's a guy called Rowan Anderson, and yeah. he was um, doing workshops with people to, to give them the backstory of food, and we had to um, dispatch a chicken and take it all the way through yeah. the process. And I, it was a loss of innocence. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't really want to get a thrill from um, killing an animal, but having taken it all the way through, it made me think really carefully about what sort of meat I was choosing yeah. when I was going to the butcher or to whoever yeah. after that. Um, yeah, I sort of think it's sort of an interesting... It really made me feel like I had a relationship with that chicken yeah. and then I felt really responsible for it to give it a, a quick ending and, um, yeah. and to really to, to cook it properly as well. Mm. Um, and that's from a non-chef point of view. Look, I've had similar experiences. Um, William Danny, one of the winemakers here, Bill, um, I, I just went to his... Um, I, I finished up at the other restaurant and spent a bit, fair bit of time at his vineyard and 
same, like, just um, looking out over the farm and um, that night we had cockavan and uh, it was, it's amazing, like I went and, um, it was, I think the, the rooster was chasing, you know, the girls around for a while so cool. it was time to, time to go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, it was one of the same, seen it from the, the whole stage of, you know, and um, they're respecting the cooking to it and sitting down, that's one thing what we, um, like we look at here is, is actually the dining experience, um, sharing food from, you know, and when I was uh, um, working around Bill's property, like at the vineyard, we had so many, uh, you know, paddock to plate or, you know, farm to table type arrangements there where we're just sitting under a tree enjoying a really nice glass of wine. And I think that's, that kind of brought me back to where Hoggett kind of started. Mm. Like I've been cooking in, in the industry for a long time and, um, yeah, kind of had, a, you know, started doing hospitality training, quite a few other things and then got to a point where I, I really love that style and um, kind of honed me back towards, you know, um, sourcing the produce. Um, I already had a really good connection through other restaurants but um, that's, yeah, right here, like looking at um, good, good wine, good, um, um, good food and then, you know, the environment that we, you know, set up here is for people, you know, share that food we do a lot of sharing here as well so that's uh, yeah, the other part of it so, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a nice way to eat isn't it yeah what are your thoughts on um wild meat just because yeah. i just um spoke to a, a dutch chef in the city who's um getting on from King, flinders island because yeah. they're a pest there and um and so he sees it as super sustainable that he's doing that um what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, oh, look, I grew up hunting with my parents. So, yeah, duck, um, wild rabbit, yeah. Um, venison, yeah, I do a little bit of bow hunting. I haven't actually um, got a deer yet, but I've been out lots with my friends. <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, wild meats, I reckon, so much more flavoursome, um, particularly growing up on wild rabbit to we get the Yarragon farm rabbit here. It's the... You know, chocolate cheese when you see flavour. Um, we actually use a lot of the offal like from the rabbit and that in, you know, when we make it to range just to kind of get that gaminess too. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, look, we, we, I just went fishing yesterday down at um, 90 Mile Beach and I remember growing up there, mum and dad, we used to go down there for about four to six weeks at a time and used to do trapping along the fence line and, um, yeah, I remember get, going out shooting at night and checking all the traps and then come back and wash the rabbit in the salt water from the ocean and uh, brine it in the salt water and then cook it up. So mum used to cook it up. Um, mm. It's funny, Rowan Anderson was here um, a little while ago. And was he? I did mum-style fried rabbit for him. And, yeah, he loved it. So, but, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it was, mum used to boil it up in like a chicken noodle soup type thing and then um, deep fry it. And I was, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Fun, so, yeah. So that sounds like you came from... Um, an amazing background and a lovely childhood. Did you always know you wanted to be a chef? No, not really. Um, yeah, look, we spent a lot of time outdoors, like as kids, you know, um, just to fill up full drive and off we go. And so I think uh, going fishing, you know, trout fishing up in, up in the hills or, you know, trapping. And so I always had that kind of connection to, you know, outdoors, but also to the food. And mum and dad's always had a, a good vegetable garden. And then I had an opportunity to, um, start or like become a kitchen hand through a family friend and then so that's where it started for me uh, washing pots and pans and then uh, from there I, uh, one of the chefs left and uh, got offered an apprenticeship and yeah I did four years there and then yeah it was uh, a country apprenticeship so I say I, I learned you know 
quite a good style of cooking down here, but uh, definitely refined that when I went to Melbourne. Um, I learned how quite a few good chefs there. And it's funny, it felt like I did my apprenticeship all over again when I went to the city. So, mm. yeah, just, yeah, yeah, so much, yeah, it's amazing. I encourage all my yeah, young young chefs to experience that. So, but it's kind of good now that we've got, you know, like, um, well, I've got a very young crew here in the kitchen, so I'm passing on that experience to them now here, you know, so uh, through, you know, all the traditional cooking and making stocks and doing everything the right way, so, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting, isn't it, because I think um, probably from your early experiences in, co- in country cooking, you've come back to that, but I, I guess, as you say, it's, it's um, you're bringing in some other techniques and things yeah. as well. Yeah, so definitely it's... Uh, it's the whole process, like essentially, like we're saying, we're buying whole bodies, we're doing the butchery, uh, all the bones, and it's you know complete nose to tail style of cooking. Um, yeah, visit the farm, so it's all you know. That I, I think, as a chef, uh, even working in the city, you come back to the country, um, you you would you know, see a lot of um, quality restaurants that have those um, those you know um, fundamentals in, in in the kitchen. So. And you can work in a lot of kitchens to actually see that structure that you know so yeah it's um i definitely yeah believe in uh, like i'm i love hospitality training i've always loved teaching and passing on knowledge and i've been fortunate enough that i've worked on a lot of good chefs and, and also uh, like even growing up um there's a lot of power industry where my dad used to work as well so culturally a lot of the different stuff that we're all tasting and you know experiencing and um, you know fortunate enough to learn over the time is um yeah it's, it's how you implement that like yeah i remember as a kid you know um you know uh roll mops and blue cheese and yeah like this it was quite new for us so but uh, i think that was dad's experience from working with other people and seeing what they eat and, and that yeah so from a yeah quite a young age well yeah so we've actually got a pickled mullet on the menu at the moment kind of brings back memories from you know you know um some of that scandinavian style you know polish style food so yeah yeah it's really interesting because i was going to ask you where you get your inspiration and i guess it's from um what's in season and so on and from your repertoire over the years but are you do you write things down or do you, you We've got lots of cookbooks. We sit down in the kitchen around, and so so like we're always talking about motivating and kind of uh, keep pushing and to learn. And I think one of the things we do pretty well is we sit down and um, look at the opportunities of what what projects we've got, but not to continue doing the same thing with them over and over. It's actually learning and expanding those um, those boundaries as well. So, and we'll sit down and yeah, we'll. Um, we'll look at a particular ingredient and we'll go away and have a think about what we can do and then bring it back to the kitchen and we write the menu um, you know, daily pretty much so depending on the projects that we've got and different cuts that we're working through on them so there's like I said plenty of opportunity there actually to change and uh, particularly with the the seasons you know like you see new produce come through and the yeah, tail end of produce so yeah it's, it's, it's kind of organic in the way it happens in the kitchen but it's a yeah. It's exciting as well because it's not like we've just got a static menu that we kind of work through every day. It's a bit chaotic sometimes. Like yeah, we're trying to yeah, particularly for front of house. Like we invest a lot of time into um, keep them updated with what we're working on, and so they can as once again 
uh, tell that story when it finally gets to the table. So, yeah. There's, no, there's nothing better, I love it, as a diner, um, when the front of house clearly just know exactly what's going on and they really love it as well. And yeah. I just um, had lots of really good experiences, like at Embla and so on in the city, where um, it's almost like they're telling you the story. I'm always on the edge of my seat as they tell me about wines and, um, yeah. and the food and so on. And, and that's, I think that's what I, I want as a diner. And I, I remember yeah. when I was at university and I was a, a waitress, and that was a long time ago, there was a real front of house and, <laughs> and kitchen division and we were all afraid of the chefs and I just think, I, th- I think those days have to go, it has to be much more of it. Yeah. Well, they've gone and there has to be a team, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> For that experience. Yeah, a lot of the menus that we, like we do are, are Trevor's menu, so it's pretty much a five course and, they, you know, diner doesn't want, know what they get. So I think it's really a good opportunity to then actually pass on, you know, when they do put the food down. Um, like we specialise in the charcuterie, so that's normally our second course, which is, um, yeah, that could change almost daily, you know. Um, Joel's working on a, a mortadella today, and, yeah, we're just, yeah, it's exciting. So as soon as we're finished something like that, I think it's always good to, yeah, definitely educate the, the front of house, you know, what, what's in the produce and, yeah, yeah. How, how it gets to the table. So. I love it, and it's such a beautiful setting. It feels like it's a real lifestyle choice to be working here. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. No, it's good, yeah. <laughs> No, it's exciting. Look, we've got the winery at the back, so there's, yeah, there's some, I think there's about five, six winemakers that, you know, come in and out of, of this space, so, and they're all uh, foodies as well, love, yeah, so good, it's same on, you know, talking to them about their wine and the stages they go through on, you know, looking out in the vineyard and seeing, you know, the seasons change, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's great, yeah. You've got people tenting, camping down there. Yeah. Bill's parents come here every year to do bottling and also help during harvest. And then, yeah, we got a, yeah, quite a, it's amazing to see over the year um, different people come in and help out and just curious about the winemaking. Um, yeah, yeah nice. it's a great space. Yeah, yeah like said, we yeah. just spent um, 13, 13 days and all 13 nights in Tasmania and 11 of them we were camping. And so now when I see a tent, I'm like, oh, yeah. that would be a great, because <laughs> we, we just bush camped and so yeah. we just drove along and found places. And um, yeah. I just thought that that's like a beautiful place to be. Yeah. Thank you so much for your no time. Worries. That was no, really lovely. Great. Lovely no, to you. see you again and um, hear yeah. more. Yeah, no, perfect. Yeah. Thank you for. You've been listening to Conversation with a Chef. I'm Joe Ritty, and thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to read the full transcript of the conversation, you can go to www.conversationwithachef.com or follow me on Instagram so you'll always be up to date with the latest conversation.